Barancourt's radio network is now available on Anchor.fm. You can subscribe to our podcast either through Anchor or one of its many affiliates, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, or subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Now, enough of the bullshit. Here's the podcast. Pipeline from an undisclosed location directly into your earbuds. Blockbooks of hair proudly presents the Sick and Wrong Tag Team Power Hour on your host, Ryan and Starrocracy. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to your NBA Finals matchup preview here. Coming live and direct with Dio and Stavro. We have a lot to get to right now, but we're going to get right to it. That one's not the best one because NBA on NBC is where it's at. If you're gonna do NBA, NBA on NBC. <laughs> wow, it's good we used to have that as a ringtone. <laughs> I love that. But dude, like, it just brings me back to like 1992. Oh, here we go. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen from all around the world, and welcome to the NCAA Finals. Back in 1987, <laughs> four horsemen style. Four horsemen style. We're going to be talking about a lot of wrestling topics coming up, and we hope you enjoy what we have for you. So, here we go with that. Tonight's topics are mostly going to be wrestling video games and how much we like how the heels are acting right now. Uh, especially guys like Chris Jericho over in Japan oh, that are handling... Here comes Bill! Bill! <laughs> oh, God. Welcome this is a shout-out for our friend Bill here, who's a goddamn can-sucks fan. And I'm going to tell you right now, they haven't won a championship since probably, like, I don't know, the since, 90s or some since shit. Since Lance Storm Nobody days. really cares anyway because the can-sucks, well, they suck. And so does Bill. All right. Not Tonight we're going to be talking about a lot of wrestling, a lot of world. video games, and we're going to have a couple of bong hits in there probably, too. Here we go. <laughs> This is our Olympic wrestling version of this. Oh man, this is gonna be good. I love this tune. And Drew Galloway gets the gold. <laughs> you know who should walk out to this? Drew McIntyre should walk out to this. Just fuck yeah, all greased up. Yep, super greasy. <laughs> like enough to piss Andre the Giant off right now. Yeah, no shit. This makes me think of the eighties. It like. It kind of makes me think of like. Every four years, I'm, I'm thinking. Um, yeah. Well, every two, technically, you got the winter sports, too, and they do the same thing. CBS. I'm not going to lie. Denver, the Broncos, they play on this fucking channel, so I never watch this bullshit. So I got nothing <laughs> to lay down but a Denver disc. All right? Fuck Denver. Fuck the Broncos. And if you show up at my house every day, you weren't. That shit's going to be over with, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this guy shows up every day. Every fucking day, this guy's like a phone on my side, 8.45 in the morning sometimes texting me. Like, what's up, bro? I'm fucking sleeping. What's up with you, dick? dick. <laughs> Fuck the Broncos anyway, dude. John Elway can suck a dick. <laughs> yeah, these are going to be some editable. <laughs> editable, for sure. Yeah, oh, okay. the NFL on NBC theme is good, but... Oh, it's probably one of my least favorites. This right here. This is like America right here. Live from Rotten Corpse Radio. <laughs> it's the second wrong tag team power hour. Featuring Scuba Steve, 
<laughs> now, here's your host, Ryan, Stop Hypocrisy, and Scuba Steve. And yeah, we ripped off the NFL shit. What's up? Uh, if you ain't stealing, you ain't trying. Fuck yeah, the only legit sports, or the only legit network Fox has. <laughs> Fox Sports. Don't cut me out of Madden like you did Kaepernick. Oh. oh. I'm going to tell you right now, they have given Colin Kaepernick a raw deal. This guy oh. is just trying to stand up for what he believes in, and, and the NFL has casted him out. I don't agree with everything that he's done, and I, I you know, I'm, whether I disagree or don't, the man still deserves to have a goddamn job, especially when he's got more talent than half the quarterbacks in the fucking league that are starting. Yep. So, yeah. For me, Roger Goodell. <laughs> 40 million a year. Dude, I wish I made a tenth of that. So, welcome to our Sunday edition of Rotten Corpse Radio Sports. <laughs> Rotten Corpse Radio Sports. That's actually what we should have just called the show to begin with. That would have been funny. But, nah. We can do a pool to change the name on this one. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the first name in the hat Rotten Corpse Radio Sports. Your premier sports network, as we see fit. <laughs> as we see fit. So what we got going on right now is we're a couple of weeks out from SummerSlam here. And uh, the direction of the, the main shows right now is kind of, you know, not all that great. Shifty as but, usual. <laughs> you know, we got a couple of things going on that we can talk about. And, and, and uh, NXT will blow SummerSlam out of the water. As like usual, always. the young guys that are thirsty are going to be the ones drinking the most water. Okay, I mean, the even the cards leading up to them, you know, leading up to these pay per views is kind of like, I mean, sure, I'll be I'll be looking forward to AJ versus Joe, which should be the main event. Which I'm gonna tell be. you right now, I watched a little bit of SmackDown today, just to kind of refresh on it, and I just love how heel Joe is going. And Dude, I've I don't really see a path him. with his character that he could be where he wasn't on the heel side. I just could never see Joe as a good guy. He never really has been. Nah, he shouldn't be either. I mean, I think one of his one of his big try moments for being a heel and kind of reversed on him was when Joe was in uh, TNA as uh, Joe and the Nation of Violence. Violence. Yeah, he was one person. He was the Nation of Violence. Yeah, it was hilarious. It was just, and people loved that. They were just he like carried oh, around that's... like a machete or a blade. Yeah, and threaten people with it. And shit. <laughs> well, here recently, Joe's been um kind of on and off the show a bit. Uh, but here he has an opportunity to get a title shot at AJ Styles. And here at the end of this last SmackDown uh, episode, he ended up choking out uh, AJ to the coquina clutch. Uh, what do you guys think his chances are on being able to come through and, and uh, dethrone AJ Styles? Well, I think he can. Because if we're going to have a face as a champion on Raw, we're going to get a heel. On yeah, for sure. Uh, I've noticed a, a, a turn in, in more of the characters on SmackDown kind of going towards the heel. Um, especially guys like Randy Orton, who, I mean, I, I just love him as a heel. Bobby Roode heel again. Uh, they do need to bring Bobby Roode back to the heel side. He was terrific as a heel in NXT, and then he became the champion. Mm -hmm. And somehow, as he became the champion, I feel like it just turned him to face. And when he came over to the main roster he just kind of came in as like a, a, a guy without really 
kind of towed the line. He wasn't exactly heel. He wasn't exactly face. It was sort of like they were confused on how they were going to write him. And in. you'll always forget how much you love Randy Orton as a heel. Oh, I love oh, yeah. him as a heel. Yeah, I, I he's mean, a fucking great heel. He's amazing as a heel. And all the heels lately, you notice they're ripping on the indie circuit. Like the Miz telling uh, Daniel Bryan to go back to the the bingo halls where you're famous and watch. So your twelve fans can watch you. Um, <laughs> then Randy Orton ripping on the indie guys and their hand symbol that they ripped off. Uh, yeah, oh, you know, doing too sweet. Too sweet. Yep. Yeah. It's like I don't understand it because like more than half of the roster right now are from the indies. Hmm. What I would like to see is them kind of allow more of what those guys, how those guys built their characters in the indie scene, kind of allow them to do more of that on hmm. the main roster. And I understand they want to do something different. They don't want to um, kind of step on the toes of the indie circuit guys. But to be honest with you, these characters were developed the way they were and were great the way they were and when you bring them over and you try to pass them over as something else it's really not all that uh well that it goes over and you know you kind of see holes in the storyline like i feel i feel like finn valor and uh gallows and anderson they they should be teaming up like kind of watching each other's back and stuff you know like they need to let those guys that have established connections already sort of bring that in i think it would make the show uh, more believable and more enjoyable, and you know they need to have a little bit more violence going on there. You know, not as many guys jumping people backstage lately. Yeah. It has happened a little bit, but you know, I I need more. I need more from them. Well, they it need doesn't to, like, feel like the story PG, is. But like, dude, Raw starts at eight. Yeah. I think what the... kid is up till eleven o, whatever, at night? Yeah, no shit. Well, kids with bad parents, that's you. <laughs> yeah. Like me in the summertime, I don't give a shit. But you know, school time, of course, they're gonna be out. Um, yeah, like like I said, you know, they kind of trying to put some of these females over his heels, and some of them are you know good at it, and others aren't really good at it at all. And uh, you know, yeah, Bill's Carm- little uh, girl is not good at it. No, uh, Natalia, Natalia, I love Natalia. She's good. she's been really good for the company. You know, she's. And consistently there, but she is she is not a believable heel at all. No. Um, girls that I think have done a pretty good job of it, uh, Sarah Logan, I think she could get over as a heel very easily. She's really talented, and, and as part of the Riot Squad, she's kind of like the enforcer of the squad, so to speak. Like I don't really believe Liv Morgan, her character is. <laughs> I don't. I don't. No. I don't get it. I don't believe it. But she has her talents. I mean, she's not a terrible wrestler, so. There's that. No, yeah. she's actually very athletic. And she, they don't highlight it. No, and, yeah. and that's the thing. Is she's definitely a big improvement. The WWE <laughs> as a whole has done well, a really... No, dude, she's as athletic as, as whatever. They don't allow low. them to do a lot of the things mm-hmm. that they can do just because they want to try to keep injuries down and, you know, all of that. But, you know, you watch a, a Lucha Underground or you watch another indie scene, they, they tend to let their wrestlers do a little bit more. So... Yeah. You know, sometimes I find myself actually wanting to watch other outlets before I end up watching the wrestling. You know, it's not that the storyline isn't keeping me around. It's just like I feel like they underutilize their talent, and there could be a, they could be a lot better. It's part of the reason why I do the time squish shows. You know, I'll I'll watch two or five <laughs> live yeah. and NXT yeah. over 
Raw or SmackDown. And then I'll also even watch though, on Hulu so I cut out all the bullshit. Even, and, even though I'll say that SmackDown right now has probably one of the better rosters. Oh, I guaranteed. They have, a, they have a great roster. Yeah. And, and Raw's roster is not far behind either. No. I mean, any roster that has Braun Strowman on it, I'm sorry. i got to take that as the best roster. But I, I do think the inclusion <laughs> of... Like, it, I think the inclusion of, like, the, you know, like, the bar being on SmackDown. Yeah, no, they're um, great. Shinsuke, you know, Jeff yes, Hardy yeah, being yeah. on SmackDown. I mean, they, they do have great names over there, and I don't disagree with you that they have I think better, their tag team better, but I, much better. Yes. You got the New Day, you know, you got the Usos, you got the Bludgeon Brothers, who are the yeah. champions right now that are, uh, they're amazing together, and they have been for a long time. It's kind of just... They were always behind Bray Wyatt, and, and Braun Strowman was the big guy of the group. So, to me, I feel like when they were part of the Wyatt family, they were kind of just... I mean, Luke, Luke Harper got a little bit of a pull, but uh, Eric Rowan definitely did not. And no, he did like He always they, felt kind of like he, they left him in the dust a little bit. Yeah, and, and so when they brought those guys back as the Bludgeon Brothers, I was all in on it. I, I was loving it. And the fact that they're, like, really aggressive and, and you know, I just, they, I just feel like they're the perfect type of heel tag team to have the championship for a while while they're trying to kind of figure out what they're going to do with the rest of the of the tag team talent but you got teams like the New Day and you got the Usos and you yeah, got the Bar Brothers. that's a great name yeah <laughs> Bludgeon Brothers is an excellent name I mean I like the fact it, that it, it tells you everything you need to I know I love about. the way they do it do the way they slap each other yeah. <laughs> what I'm looking forward to is uh, some yeah. of the some of the talent from NXT you know a little bit down the line that's going to be pipelining their way into these uh, guys like the War Raiders, or, or uh, formerly known as uh, War, War Machine. Machine. So, mm-hmm. you know, these guys are just amazing, and you know, they're they're just now getting to the point where they're going to be challenging for possibly an NXT Tag Team Championship after this next uh, pay per view for NXT. So, we'll see what happens. But uh, I'm also really enthralled with with NXT right now. They've They've made the best heel that no one has said a damn word about. Now the champion. The crowd hates him so much. He's so over his heel. And that's Tommaso Ciampa. That and, man and is yes, awesome. Great. I don't know if you watched the last episode of NXT, guys. I, I did. And, oh, it was and, great. Yeah. Uh, he he was out there and he just soaked up the hate from the crowd like it was fucking fuel for his fire. You know, yeah. and then... And then uh, Alistair Black's music hit, and, and you kind of expected that Alistair was going to come out, but the unexpected was Johnny Gargano out of the other I know, side. Out of nowhere. He comes out of nowhere, he steals Alistair Black's moment to get his redemption again, or at least to, to yeah. come out and, and the fucking, talk shit. And, and the crowd hating on Gargano this time, too. And, and they were, they were, were hate, because he's failed so many times. It's like, the, you know, he's like that super face almost now, where it's like, you want him to win because he's a great talent, and he is very talented. I mean, just look at the last match that him and Tommaso Ciampa had, where they pulled yeah. up the ring and you had wood exposed, and it, it had that match had everything in it that I wanted and more. You could not expect more out of him, but in in reality, Tommaso Ciampa deserves to have the title right now. He is that good, and I love how much the crowd hates him. They just yeah, well, NXT is the show yeah. that gives you a title change on a fucking weekly show. You know, that's well, nice. unfortunately, uh, we got this guy named Brock Lesnar who's like, I mean, in my opinion, the fakest champion that's ever yeah. been in WWE. Now, Brock, if you hear this, uh, you could squash me like a bug. So, I got respect for what you do, but bro, you haven't even 
had a title match on Monday Night Raw since you've had the title. He's making more buzz on UFC right now. I mean, we're talking about 400 <laughs> plus days where this basically fake championship, and I well, well, to me is, it feels like it uh, is they the defamed the championship well, by letting well, him have it for as long as they like the awesome thing. He makes Kevin Owens look like the greatest universal champion, and Kevin Owens was a great universal champion. Oh, there's absolutely yeah. no doubt in my mind. Guys like Kevin Owens. And, of course, Finn Balor, who, unfortunately, due to injury, you know, he was unable to have an actual reign. And, and who knows how far the WWE would have pushed him. But at the time, you know, he was coming from NXT. He was the champion there for a really long time until Samoa Joe took it away from him. You know, and they had a fucking beautiful rivalry between the two of them that went on for a long, long time. Yeah. So, you know, that being said, you know, unfortunately due to injury he was unable to have his reign and and you had a guy that in Kevin Owens that was there all the time was very very talented and I felt like you know and he's always a good at that player. time he was probably the best right now like well here's the definition of insane hmm. doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result oh yeah we get Roman and Brock part six yeah like I'm sorry like the last time they had a paper they did a fucking 2018-2017 were the year of Brock versus Roman. I mean, and, and I love how they they're kind of terribly sunning this up too, because you're basically taking two guys, and they're probably gonna credit both of them as beating the Undertaker. <laughs> like that's gonna, like that's gonna make it even better. Like the crowd loves being reminded of that at all times. Mm -hmm. And then you're just gonna have another sad match where. Now maybe they're going to put over fucking Roman. Now they're going to give him the belt. The Here's what I think is going to happen, and, and I hope this is what happens. And and it might make Stavro a little upset. It might not. He, he might agree with me. But I am hoping that Braun Strowman defends his Money in the Bank case against Kevin Owens yeah. in a great match, putting Kevin Owens over, making him look better but still losing. Yeah, and, and I and I really hope that because I don't want to see Braun Strowman just squash him like a bug. We all know that he could, but I would love to see a great match out of that. Yeah. And then what I want to happen is very clear. I want Roman to beat Brock, Braun to come out, bash Roman over the head with the money in the bank case or some shit, slap him down, take the fucking title right there, and I, I want the reign of Braun Strowman. I feel like he has done enough. What if Kevin wins and Kevin comes out and does that? I'll be just as happy, but yeah. I'll be a little bit more happy because Braun, just based on the fact that Braun has not had a title yet in the WWE, minus the fact that he took a kid out of the crowd and, and won the tag championship, <laughs> but then was forced, of, of course, to uh, relinquish such titles the next Monday Night Raw. That was great. <laughs> Lucky little kid. I heard he was one of the one of the referees' kids or something yeah, like that, something and they kind of yeah. just was one of his like wishes to, to do. Yeah. Wow, what a great experience for that little kid, but... Yeah, Braun Strowman just single-handedly takes out the bar was just um, <laughs> <laughs> beautiful. But but anyways, and the fact that he he did win the 50-man Royal Rumble over in Jeddah, and he, and there was a greatest Royal Rumble championship to that. But he he doesn't carry that belt around, and they've never showed it on TV, you know, after such belt after the belt was handed to him basically. And, and so I I feel like Braun Strowman maybe he deserves to be having that push finally. I mean, I know he had a rocky start in WWE where he was kind of lackadaisical, not showing up for stuff, and kind of like had to have a talking to when he was with the Wyatt family, but then it seems like he uh, 
yeah, he's figured weird. his priorities out, and now you know he's he's on weekly. Well, that there's just know, there's just stories on Raw that they're 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 in the process of telling. You can tell they're they're kind of moving up to those things, you know. Elias being in the main event picture eventually, fucking, um, you know, taking guys that they already have in the existing picture, you know, like, and elevating them even higher, you know, like The Miz, which The Miz has kind of been in that weird mid-card spot for a while. Yeah. No, I can't even though they've just, Daniel Bryan. Here's what I feel I about The Miz. I, I, I love their rivalry. I'm sorry. I love, that's one rivalry I absolutely and love. Because of their, that, remember the... The smack talk ones where he couldn't wrestle the time he was GM, oh, and the Miz was just fucking berating him to where he left. Just walk away. Just like he brings that shit up, and he brings he brings such passion into his promos. It's it, ridiculous. It's it, it's why the Miz went literally undefeated against the Rock or against John Cena. I'm sorry, against mm-hmm. John Cena. He was well, undefeated against John Cena. Multiple times. Multiple, he'd call him out, wouldn't come out, and then he'd consider that a win. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, I went by forfeit. <laughs> I went by forfeit. The Miz is great. Dude. I love The Miz. I mean, his character is very, very over, you know, and, um, you know, having his wife by his side for that time was actually, uh, she was very much involved with everything. I really liked how they used her, but, yeah. Um, you know, then he went on to have the Miz Taraj, and I like that the you know they've kind of made those guys champions for a little bit. Just yeah. Kind of like be like, oh yeah, one. you know they are third generation wrestlers, so maybe we should maybe we should hook Mr. Perfect. And I love how excited bit. they get every time they win. Oh, <laughs> the B team, bro. Can you believe for the best. Can you believe we won? I can't believe we won that. <laughs> All that hard work and dedication. <laughs> I can't believe we won that. <laughs> you gotta was, believe, man. You have to believe. You have to believe and be a little bit perfect. Don't stop believing. Yeah. Almost perfect Brian McGillicuddy and not quite the IRS Bo Dallas. Bo <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh man, so but yeah with um Yeah, speaking of heels, um Going back to NXT, what do you think of the Shayna Baszler versus um, uh, Kyrie Sane? Kyrie Sane, yeah. Here's what I'm gonna say about Shayna: she's butt ugly, but <laughs> she has handled business since she has come to NXT, and I've come to respect her because when she came, I had doubts because you know the fact that she had such a UFC background and whatnot. But I well, really have, I feel really... like she's got to have yeah. a lot more work on the mic. They're they're really tr- you know she really needs a lot of work on the mic. But her entering skills and her ability to to sell has gotten a lot better. So I I like Kyrie saying, and I want her to have a championship, but I don't think Shayna Baszler is ready to come up to the main roster. And I don't see a title change happening at this paper. No, well, that's why I was like very skeptical about Ronda Rousey's debut and Ronda Rousey. Oh yeah, no, because because she's we were very unimpressed with with Baszler. Yeah. Because like she she didn't know how to sell very well. No. Her selling's gotten so much better. It it, it, yeah, it has, especially like, being around the girls that she's working and with. And Ronda, like I was not looking forward to her. Not really. I, I wasn't giving her the benefit of the doubt. That WrestleMania and match she, was a big she surprise. Is, She's done pretty good. She had a pretty good match against Nia Jax. 
Yeah. We'll learn a little bit more about Ronda Rousey now that this stupid 30-day suspension bullshit riding thing that they did just so she could go do some stuff that she had already pre-planned. And then she gets Alicia Fox on Monday. Oh, uh, yeah. It's going to be her first Raw on Alicia TV Fox. match. And, and I think... I think, you know, the fact that we have this women's pay-per-view coming up all women's pay-per-view and uh, they're going to try to spotlight these girls and, th and these matches are probably going to be a little what? bit longer than your normal women's match and I feel like we're going to get, really going to get to see what Ronda Rousey can show. Because Alicia Fox has been around for a long time. And she knows pretty, how to work. Has anybody yeah. been watching 205 Live? I have not uh, been watching I, it, the 205 Live. I'm going to start Live watching it here again soon. I've, I've been kind of lazy on them lately. I need to go on a of those. Yeah, I'm going to have to watch for like a couple of days to get, catch up on that. I do know that their uh, SummerSlam match, though, because um, they actually have a match at SummerSlam, it's going to be uh, Cedric Alexan er, Alexander. Um, he's supposed to be facing uh, Drew Gulak. Okay, so one of my both, personal favorites. <laughs> both of these guys were in the, the CWC. No fly zone. And uh, I suggest if you have not watched the CWC tournament, go back and watch that because every match was excellent i mean from round one all the way through to the final Dude, I, watched the I was entertained by every game. single match with these mm. guys put on oh yeah it's uh, great but I cedric alexander that. lost in a second round match and he actually uh the, the crowd was like chanting to sign him triple h actually yeah. came out and, and you know grabbed him around the, the shoulder kind of patted him like you know we're going to take care of you and brought him back in Cedric Alexander is very talented, and if, if I'm correct, he has the title right now. Yeah. Um, and he's going against Drew Gulak, who is another guy that came out of the CWC. Really talented guy, uh, grappler style, kind of more. He's not really flashy. He's not. You're not going to get a bunch of like hot top round, ropes I off think. of him. Yeah, he made he made it through a round. I believe something. he was second or third round. I can't remember, cannot remember uh, if he was second or third round, but. Uh, like I said, he, he is a grappler. He's more on the ground. I like his gritty style. Kind of a little bit more on the heel side. Um, I see some titles changing hands. I love his PowerPoint presentations. So I feel like <laughs> this is one of those matches that's like a coin flip. As much as I love Cedric Alexander, I feel like he's had a push in 205 Live. And I feel like Pretty maybe it's one. time for them to move on to the next champion. So I'm going to take Drew Gulak to win this match. But... Yeah. Uh, I would not be surprised at all if Cedric Alexander pulled it out. So I'm probably 60-40 on that. Yeah, plus, I mean, we haven't seen a lot of who's on there right now as far as the roster goes. I mean, I was, I'm surprised that Kalisto's on there. Kalisto's so talented. But, yeah, but he, he, fits. he fits. Yeah, That's... he totally fits. I actually think he fits a little bit more than Lindsay Dorado, which is kind of sad. Because, like, Lindsay was, you know, he was one of the CWC originals. Um, but... I don't know. It's like there are guys, other you know, other Mexican performers that just kind of outdid him. You know, like Grand Metalik. Grand Metalik. He, he well, it's don't forget that Grand Metalik made it all the way to the finals. T.J. Perkins is another one. T.J. Perkins was the winner of the CWC, and yeah. and they put on arguably one of the best matches between the two of them that I've seen through the WWE circuit as far as uh, young up and coming like talent yeah and and also the fact that they're very high flying and, and tj perkins was just his character was was huge when he won that cwc and and they just took him into 205 live yeah, and they just did nothing with him yeah i mean he had a few matches on raw when they first brought 205 out they were they were showcasing it on yeah. raw they had a match every night but now 
Yeah, When's the last time you've seen... It's almost like CWC has become... Or not CWC, but it, the... It might be once every four two, to six weeks you'll two, see uh, 205 Live match on Raw. Yeah, it's two, very rare anymore. Yeah, 205 Live has almost become its own kind of retirement home for a lot of the cruiser, Cruiserweight guys. See, what which, I, which sucks because it's a fun show. It's only an hour. <laughs> you know, it's what actually, I'd really like it's to actually see fun to watch. Is, is we know that the WWE has signed a contract with Fox to take SmackDown over there, and we know that it's going to become a three-hour show. Yeah. So what I'd like to see is a for them to take that 205 Live guys, kind of split them up, put half of each guy on each of the rosters, yeah, and just have a couple of of those cruiserweight matches right here on the show. That's yeah. It's gonna make it's gonna make it better because I I want to see, I want to see the women's title. I, I want to see the the universal title. I want to see an intercontinental championship when I'm watching Raw, and I wouldn't mind seeing a, a cruiserweight or maybe they could you know bring back another title to add in with the cruiserweight. So there's yeah. a couple of titles with it to make it relevant to have it on both shows. Yeah. Have maybe. Or like, or they could even make the European show or the or the European title more. Yeah. Relevant on on those shows. And another thing that I'd I like think to NXT see is, is the only one that gets Pete that. Pete Dunne's had that thing forever. Well, I know. So you guys are talking about the the United Kingdom champion. Yeah, the United Kingdom championship. Um, yeah. They need to give it a little bit more love on the actual show. They really, really do. Yeah. And the fact let, let's Pete Dunne's great. There's oh, another yeah, guy that's a great a great heel, a great example of a heel. When he when he was in the uh, the UK ch- uh, tournament that they had, you know he was. Mm-hmm. He was great in there, and, and of course, you know, uh, they're going to have um, Mustache Mountain, you know. We love we love Tyler Bate and, and the, the Tyler Driver 97 and everything that he does, and he's just, you know, great, but I feel like they, they did give the title to the right guy in the tournament, and then now the right guy has the title right now, and I don't see any talent coming from the UK that's come over recently that's going to do anything to take out Pete Dunne. Pete Dunne is amazing. So it's going to have but, to be... But they have good matches with him, though. I think... It's uh, going to have to be one of the guys that's over already. Yeah. And, I, and the way they're pushing, Alistair. like, a guy like Danny Burch yeah. or, or I mean, a guy he's, like... he's Dutch, but he's still in that same kind of... You know who could? Uh, Zach. Oh, Zach Sabre Jr.? Zach Sabre Jr. That they brought him back? He's holding on to like three titles right now. Yeah, see that's the problem. Exactly. Those, a lot of those guys they go over to the indie scene, they get all these titles and stuff, right and and the WWE doesn't want to promote that. They don't want to promote the other wrestling yeah, venues, so they're not going to bring guys over there. You know, multiple champions. Like, I feel like you know, sort of like what happened with Austin Aries. They yeah. brought him over. He was good. He got hurt. He was doing commentating for a while. Which, by the way, best best commentator, commentator that there ever has been in the last. <laughs> Quite long, sometimes. Yeah. You know, there's a couple guys Graves, that aren't bad. Corey, Corey Graves, Graves is great. Been great together. Yes, that they would have been. And, and yeah. I can't stand guys like Byron Saxton. I mean, I get it that they're just trying. Shut to, up, Byron. Trying to make you think that he's just a dork or whatever, you know. But and I'm sure he's not like that in real life. But you know, it's come a time where there's guys that just need to go off into the sunset, and Michael Cole is one of them. I mean, half the time he doesn't even know the name of the fucking move that just got pulled off. And the other half the time he doesn't even know who the hell he's talking about. Kind of reminds me of listening to Mike Rice call a blazer game. If any of you ever heard that, he's just drunk and eating half the fucking time. <laughs> I just don't get how Michael Cole stuck around so long. I mean, he's been, he was great, but I feel like 
his time is sort of coming by the wayside and maybe they should just have him come in you know for for certain events sort of like they do with jim ross and others some of the yeah, other commentators that have been kind of special guys i mean he definitely has a place in wwe i just wish they'd kind of bring in some new talent to kind of freshen up because you know yeah, another thing too that's kind of a bummer is that Mauro Ronaldo can't be better utilized on any of those other shows because I guess his contract with NXT is pretty limited, so he's only doing Florida because he's also still doing Showtime Sports. Yeah. So, because I think he's still doing boxing on there. So, like... Yeah, Mauro Ronaldo does a lot of boxing. He does a lot of yeah. MMA, so... Um, the, I think he needed to be more flexible because when he was originally on SmackDown, he was also still doing those other shows. So and he was flying like, all around the country. Yeah, just, just going everywhere. Go to work. You know, like, just, a mad, like a madman. And I don't know if you ever saw, but um, there's a documentary on Showtime um, called The Bipolar Rock and Roller. Um, and it's a documentary on his bipolar disorder. And that fucking, that documentary just kind of make you go, makes you go, wow. You know, I mean, as far, especially when you look back at him working on SmackDown. Well, and then everywhere awesome. else too. It's like fuck. Ronaldo's awesome, but this is Michael Cole at his best. Well, I, I wish Taz was doing the show solo. Hey, listen. Li- hey, listen, fuckhead. Okay. Fuck, you know, you, you 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 can do whatever you want to do. You can put me on mute. You can turn the goddamn channel for all I care. All I know is I've been doing that show for 337 episodes, so I must be doing something right. And- and what the fuck are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? I'm hosting a goddamn national television show, and now I'm on a goddamn radio station at the invite of Howard Stern. What the fuck are you doing? And you're listening to us now. So obviously you didn't get the fucking mute switch tonight, asshole. <laughs> if only he was like that all the time. God damn it, Michael Cole. <laughs> He's got a set of balls on him. I didn't say he wasn't a man. <laughs> I didn't say he wasn't a man. Fuck no. I'm just saying... Maybe the time is, you know, come do. Like he was saying in that clip, he's done 337 episodes. Now, that clip was probably quite some time ago, and I'm pretty sure he's done... Even more since. A lot more than 337 episodes, but, like, you know, there comes a time in everybody's career when they got to step down. Yeah. they got to realize that just because he's not on the commentary table doesn't mean that he can't be doing something with the WWE. No, he's usually back in the gorilla room. Yeah. Sitting next to Vince or Triple H. Hmm. That boy's grandfathered in. Pretty much. Speaking of uh, being grandfathered in, I, I've, I've wanted this to be more of a... more of a... more of a thing lately, but... WWE and their video games. What the fuck is up with those games? They haven't been good since 2013 or 14. Yeah, they've been, they've been pretty tough. You know, like... I mean... God, I think we, we played 15 at your house once when you were still living with this one people that had it. Because, mm-hmm. like, n- I know neither of us wanted to buy it. Because, like, after 14, I was like, dude, I'm not buying another one of these yeah. ever. And there was the whole bit about, you know, because we, we got the chance to sit down and play it. I think as a joke, I picked John Cena as the guy I was playing as, <laughs> just to see if I could beat you with him. <laughs> like uh, probably just a pissed off robot because we all know he's a Cena hater. Okay. There's nothing wrong with being a Cena hater because we all hate Cena. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hate Cena. Except for I do want to see that movie cock or cock blockers. Actually, blockers. I did see that movie, 
And if you haven't seen it, you need to watch it because I was laughing my ass off the whole time. Oh man, yeah, we're gonna. He plays it. like the super soft, like almost, almost feminine style of dad who's got this daughter who's <laughs> obviously, like, you know, they he's... make, you know, if you know anything about the plot, they they make a pact to have sex on prom night. Yeah. And the parents are like doing anything and everything they can, straight 007 style, to try to stop <laughs> the kids from fucking. I won't ruin the movie too much, but he's like that kind of dad that does everything for his daughter. Oh, no. And then he kind of like is super (laughs) emotional because she's (laughs) growing up to be a lady and all these things. And like, it's, he just played, to be honest with you, it's the only John Cena movie I've ever watched where I felt like he was actually acting. That is true. He not, actually did a not, really, really not even good in job train rush. And I would suggest watching it personally. And I even a drug dealer and sisters. Mm-hmm. As Stavro will tell you, I don't watch a lot of movies because usually I don't have two to three hours to just sit and and watch something. A lot of times I'm on the go, so yeah. It was a great movie. I watched it with my wife, and we both enjoyed the hell out of that movie. And I'd watch it again. So what do you think of the? Um, so what do you think of the game product? Uh. WWE games for a long time uh, to me have not been uh, uh, up to par for what gamers have, which should expect from a video game. Especially um, a wrestling game. Well, yeah. 16 was, I was interested in, I think, you know, 16 because they brought in the NXT roster. Yeah, yeah. that did kind of like pique my interest somewhat, but um, I feel like WWE games have just not, they haven't evolved like other video games have to kind of yeah, they're still using the old THQ game engine. They're still same using, engine. They're still using barely it. looks better. Yeah, and then they've same add, game over and over. Again. Yeah, and they just they add more moves and more combinations to the the way you play the game. Yeah, it but the core of, element is still there. The same button system is still there. It's like weird. Yeah. Because, A lot of us, you know, we like to create our own characters, and and yeah. I feel like they have done nothing to change what you can create so it's basically yeah, I think, I think a new the, game with the same content with the same game engine and it's like why waste your money because I think at 14 why play 19 when I could just play 14 the only difference is the characters that are available to wrestle with yeah and you can even download those guys exactly because <laughs> like in, in I think 14 the last thing they introduced I, that I remember was that weird thing in create a, create a Wrestler where you could take, like, a specific wrestler, and I think for that game it was, like, CM Punk, Undertaker. There was, like, just basically dudes that look cool with tattoos. And <laughs> uh, they, they made it to where uh, you can modify the looks of those characters and make, like, alternate outfits for them and shit, which I thought was kind of weird. Then I decided to do that one thing. You, you remember back in the day... When we had SmackDown 2 and you made White Taz. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like White Taz with, like, fucking I love those red hair. Because, <laughs> of the, because of the the easy gameplay, you could uh, yeah. do the signature moves, really, like, with one button. And then you could do, like, the SmackDown moves with, like, one button. And yeah. All you had to do was have knowledge of what your character actually does in the ring. And then you could, do, you could play that game a lot easier. I feel like the gameplay on these newer games is just... Yeah. It's hard to actually be able to do it. And I, and I think the 
And the computer's gotten a little bit smarter, so it's like yeah. it's harder to pull moves. I just feel like it's just not as easy. And I know this WWE system, like the way they use the games now, that it makes me want to get the indie games more. Like, um, like they had a game. They have a game called Action Arcade Wrestling. Um, they only have one and two on the Xbox, but the current version of that game, because I guess they're making a Chikara Pro game, so they're taking Chikara Pro wrestlers and adding them to the game, and then you can still make your own guys and stuff. And they're they're porting that to PC and possibly PlayStation. So. Which is cool because that'll be, be like the first time he's he's, he's actually done that. Um, and the other thing, the other thing is is the fact that it's not just a, it's not just a wrestling game, but it's a little bit silly at the same time. It's got a lot of weird fighting game elements to it. You can do like weird moves like like fireballs from Street Fighter Two or the Force Lightning from fucking you know any Star Wars theme. So it was kind of like wrestling, but maybe like a little bit of touch of Mortal Kombat mixed in with it, where you had some a little bit, except for extra stuff. Maybe not kills, but just yeah, no, doing well, that like weird shit. Just the, the the fireball type stuff, or yeah. like Sub Zero freezing people, or like yeah, you know, Raiden doing lightning from the sky, or, or yeah, you know, give, reptile spewing poison, or and they give you a bunch just, of weird, just weird extra yeah. stuff, like kind of yeah, they give you a lot. Yeah, they'll give you a lot of weird um, other things to go with it too, like um, like weird weapons and yeah. shit you can pick and. But also, there's that game, uh, Fire Pro World, uh, which actually has, like, one of the DLC packs for that game is some of the roster from New Japan. Oh. Like Okada and a few other guys. I'm like, what was that? You ain't supposed to have kitties on your back. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I like Lady Lumps in the front. <laughs> Lay lumps in the back I means too much. It's too much on your back. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not the skinniest guy in the world. I got a little bit of a gut, but I don't see how some people walk around when they're just as big around as the back as they are on the front. It's just damn. How do your knees take that? I don't get it. Human body is amazing. Fuck yeah, you almost have to have like forklift like legs to get that shit up every day, like hydraulics and shit in your knees. Dude, how, just imagine being too big to fucking wipe your own ass. What do you do? You shit and shower, that's fucked up. Yeah. I wouldn't ever want to be that point, but anyways, back onto the subject at hand. Uh, yeah, like I said, wrestling video games as a whole over the last like, I want to say at least five, seven years. Yeah. I've just not really been that interesting to me, and I haven't yeah. bothered buying any of them. And if now, thirteen or fourteen. I, I like think I bought w, yeah. I, I think I bought WWE sixteen for my kids, and yeah. they enjoyed it for like a day and a half, and that was it. Yeah, they kind of got over it. Yeah, I think the the last game I really liked was WWE All Stars, which basically uses the same game engine that the TNA Impact game had with Midway, but Midway ended up getting bought when Midway ended up selling. The division that actually owned the TNA Impact game got bought out by THQ. So, so you ended up seeing that game's engine, uh, which was a really good game engine. But you got to see that engine on fucking on a WWE game, which was like crazy because they made it fun. I mean, it basically played like a like an arcade style like wrestling. 
almost like the old WrestleFest game back hell, in the day. Hell, hell yeah. But, but it had weirder shit. It had like pop-ups and other stuff. Now, what I'd like to see is uh, Bobby Lashley get a little bit more of a push. He, he's been <clears throat> feuding with Roman a little bit here lately, which, I mean, anybody who feuds with Roman is basically just throwing their career down the fucking toilet because they're getting <laughs> in a match with a guy that knows five moves. But anyways, Bobby Lashley, I, I, I like him. He's been doing uh, pretty well since he came back. Um, you know, a couple setbacks here, you know, fighting with Roman. Of course, yeah. Roman's going to win. <coughs> we all know Vince the and Roman. The bad writing tight. they did with Sami Zayn and him. Yeah. Oh, the thing with the That sisters. was terrible. They have written him horribly. Like, they brought in what? Drew McIntyre back. And his time in the Indies and TNA, it helped. He came back, they wrote him in good. And you felt the same way about Bobby Lashley. That time was good for him. And you thought they were going to ride him good when he came back. And I don't blame Bobby Lashley they for... They always write black Here's wrestlers what weird. They always give him a comedy angle. I know. It's you know like what they do with, uh, with uh, Titus. They did it with Kofi. They did it with The New Day. They did it with Booker T. They did it with fucking... Um, they did it with... Uh, Titus O'Neil. Titus O'Neil. Apollo Crews. Crews. Basically, every Belveteen dream. The only guy, I mean, they did it to Mark Henry at first. <laughs> I'll say the Hall of Pain shit was way cooler. Would have been sexual chocolate. <laughs> give a birth to a hand. Yeah. I, yeah, I never understand that. But they never give any other black wrestlers serious, you know, like serious characters. You no, know, I'd really like to see Titus O'Neil get a push. That, he did the best thing ever in Jetta. I mean, that right there. That was fucking... Should have gotten him a push just from how fucking... Sliding in the home underneath <laughs> that ring. Dude, he, he was, was like lucky. two inches away from hitting that pole that was underneath <laughs> there. If you look at the video... I know. If you look at the video, about three inches from where he flies through the underneath <laughs> of the ring, there is a support pole there. And man, if he'd have hit that, that would have ruined his day. The way he scrambles. Uh, like he, as he's like falling, he's like, whoa! <laughs> It's like somebody baby oiled him up. The first one I ever saw, the first meme or whatever, or get if I saw it, was some guy put fucking Mario coins in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed so fucking hard on that, dude. That shit broke the end. Oh, my God. Uh, Titus, we, we actually do respect what you've done. Like, we just wish that, that they would write you in a little bit more, I feel like. I know. He's a big guy. He's a big, big guy. And he's, he's cut. And he's, you know... I don't understand what they're giving them. The, the whole thing that about Titus is that he's really good in the in the back. Yeah. He's really good doing uh, stuff for the WWE. So I think they kind of and refuses going. to shake Hulk Hogan's hand. Well, yeah. So the the New Day and uh, a couple others. Yeah, a couple guys. Would you want to shake Hulk Hogan's hand if you knew he was racist against racist. your yeah, type but of he was people? Also, like, it was also caught videotaped on him when he didn't know anybody was recording him. Like, I don't disagree that you're not wrong there. People should have the right to their privacy, but if that stuff gets out to the public, there's no... Because well, everybody has their feelers on all the time. I know, and it's very yeah. millennial yeah. right now. I, I feel like that Twitter and, and all this social the media has ruined our actual uh, culture. Facebook is about as good for you as high fructose corn. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a Facebook account. You're not going to get it, and I don't use it, so... I haven't used mine in a while. I got online for the first time today, and I was like, what the fuck, deal? <laughs> what the fuck? 
picture of himself at work with some glasses on. <laughs> I see and that. it was supposed to be kind of like a brick of cheese, but I kind of think it looks like SpongeBob. So, yeah. Just, I mean, there's not much of a difference. The same color. Yeah. <laughs> Cartoon cheese and SpongeBob. But yeah, that, um... I'm not sure how excited I am for this next pay-per-view. I mean, SummerSlam is usually a really good pay-per-view, but I feel like... Takeover's got to roll it out that, of the water again. The, 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 the direction that the writing has gone and sort of um, the direction that the shows are going in just kind of makes it look like it's pretty predictable what's, what's most likely to happen. Mm. And sometimes wrestling is better when you just don't really know exactly what's going to happen. So I feel like it's a good time for something unexpected to happen. But Yeah, like Aleister Black coming up to the main roster. That would be... I would have a boner. He has been ready since he got there. Well, yeah. I might have to run into my I mean, bathroom and, and rub one out Triple H if that happens. I mean, the thing is, is like a lot of the guys that, that Triple H has brought in... EC3? Like, like, guys who were completely ready. Like he, Ricochet. Ricochet is Ricoch completely ready. Yeah, Basically, Rick guys who were on but TV. But here's the thing with Ricochet. Yeah. Ricochet is great. I love Ricochet. He was the greatest Prince Puma in Lucha Underground. Yeah. Um, I love everything he does. He's great on the mic. He's, he's great in the ring. But when it comes down to it, Vince McMahon's going to look at him and say, you're going to 205 Live. Because Vince is too blind to see the talent that he actually has. Yeah, because Ricochet's... Just as good as like a guy like AJ Styles. As long as McMahon Dolph, is or, in range of everything that happens on the shows, until Triple H and Stephanie are the ones that are actually actually running the company behind the scenes. Well, when he goes Vince to has, XFL, Vince has, has no control, yeah. or Vince gives up control. Go spend your money, Dad. Get the fuck out of here. We'll take care of this. Or <laughs> decides he wants to retire. Whatever the case is, until that happens. The, the smaller cruiserweight, uh, small guys, 6'2", 200-pound guys that are really, really talented. Now, I know. Well, I think it's coming sooner to be than later. Underutilized. Look at the when they did the announcement on Raw. Vince said, like, two words to the back and smiled. Yeah. Well, that was all. Stephanie? Let me just tell you, if I woke up in the morning and yeah. I had a billion dollars and all I had to do was go out, I'd be smiling everywhere I went. Yeah, I mean, so speaking of like the XFL, because you brought up the XFL just a bit ago. Yeah, apparently uh, he's spending five hundred million dollars on the XFL. Did you but see that? Is that why he had to do the cutbacks on the pyro? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. And I'm also, th Vince, I'm also thinking. Uh, take my advice, Vince. I, I love everything you've done. You're a, a brilliant businessman. Write me a check for a hundred thousand dollars and save that other four hundred ninety-nine million nine hundred thousand, bro. I'll take a hundred grand. That's all I need. Tell you that <laughs> it's a bad idea. Don't do this because you're running up against the NFL, who's having problems right now, though. You're also going to go up against the is a better time league. to go against the. This is probably the best time to go against the NFL, especially. With all the controversy, sure. With all the yeah, there's shit, a lot of with all the concussion shit, with all the fucking. There's a lot of distractions you know, going on in the domestic violence, NFL. and it is a great. He's choosing a better time to. Go I don't disagree with you, yeah. but the NFL is an established league with 32 teams and a giant fan base. It's a pretty much America's pastime. Baseball no longer is. I think we could all agree on that. But Vince hates failing. Vince yeah. does hate failing, and well, he really he does. failed 20 years ago. With the, the first. It, it was a cute. 
Little League for a couple of years. It, it ran its course really fast. Yeah, I, totally I don't agree. see the XFL coming back and now, do doing th- anything good. Now, do you think with, um, as far as the XFL is concerned, do you think Vince is really so into football right now that you would think he would rather have a football company rather than the wrestling company? What do you mean, like own a team? Well, yeah. Or, or I'm surprised they don't. If they if they don't actually own a no, team. No, as far as I know, Vince McMahon does not own any other professional sport team. Yeah. Um, you got guys out there that are kind of whatever he would do. Sports guys, and they own multiple teams. But do you but, think he just throws money away playing fantasy football for fun? Because you know he would, you know he wouldn't do it to could, make money. <laughs> I don't think he could throw away enough money to not have money. Yeah. I mean, a billion dollars is a lot of money. Yeah, that's and true. I, I mean, he's worth multiple billions, isn't he not? Yeah. So, it that just... being said, I mean, if if his interest lied in, in a sport, yeah, I think he would be an excellent owner. But it's not the big show that he's used to. Yeah. He's when a... you're an owner of an NFL team, you're an owner of the team. Yes, you have control over who you hire in your front office. But really, you're just one of 32 owners on a board of governors, basically, over a league that plays football. And you don't have as much control as you really would think that you have as an owner. You have, when it comes down to it, you have financial control. Yeah. But you have to answer to 31 other owners if you want to change certain things. And I guess there was a, I don't know if it was a meme or like if it's real. I still haven't fact checked it yet. I'm probably not going to because I'm lazy. But um, did you see the pictures of uh, what the team jerseys could possibly look like for the XFL? And they were modeled by Roman Reigns. Uh, one, that doesn't surprise me because Vince and Roman are like <laughs> fucking, I don't know. I don't know. There's a couple memes out there, people. If you can find them, they're excellent. Go ahead and watch them. I'm not going to promote any of them, but one of them might just be Vince and Roman in a bathtub together. Okay? Find it. <laughs> like Bert and Ernie or something. Anyways. <laughs> just just think of the possibilities there and let it run with your mind. Anyways. I think Vince McMahon could, could be a great owner for multiple of the leagues. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if he wanted to, there was an opportunity here within the last... Uh, a few months, the Carolina Panthers went up for sale. I, I do believe they sold. <laughs> of course, Vince McMahon would probably be more likely to strike on something in the Northeast, which is, you know, yeah, where they're from. So. Um, if you wanted to be a hockey, have a hockey team, there used to be a team in, in Hartford, Connecticut called the Whalers. I'm pretty sure with minimal effort he could, he could build a stadium and... and bring that team back if he wanted to do such. I just don't see that happening. Uh, he has basically a monopoly when it comes to WWE. I mean, there are indie circuits. There's, But every time they get but, good wrestlers, Vince buys them up. Exactly. He has the ability to go, I like this guy, pluck like a carrot out of the ground in your garden, and, and put him over here with his uh, cornucopia of, of stuff that he has together over here that is talent. Mm. And some maybe sometimes that might be the reason why the talent sometimes goes underutilized is because there is a mass amount of it. Mm. And it's hard to give everybody a piece of the pie. The pie only goes so far. But, yeah, uh, 
I'll NBA take. basketball, Vince, I mean, we're talking about, you know, one to two billion dollars to buy a team. In the NFL, you're talking probably, depending on the team that you're trying to buy, could be anywhere from ten billion dollars for a team like the Cowboys with a big name and everybody's out there, or, you know, it could be low, depending on where the team's located that you buy. Now, keep in mind that if, if you did buy <laughs> a sport awesome. team, you could move it anywhere you want to. So he, he could buy any team he wanted to and say, I'm going to move it to the Northeast, pay a relocation. Could you imagine the Miami Dolphins coming out with fucking WWE colors and shit and fucking their coach being replaced by Hulk Hogan? <laughs> oh, yeah, brother, we're going to go out here. It's first down at 10. We're going to throw deep. Yeah. We're down here in Miami, dude. we got to please all the Hulkamaniacs in the stands. <laughs> I'm just, for real, I love you, Hulk. <laughs> Your time has passed, bro. Your time has passed. It's time to be I also want to see if they're going to do that, because that was the other thing I always thought was a fail when it came to the first XFL, was the fact that he had, like, Jim Ross calling the show. And Jim Ross is a huge football fan, but if you go if you're talking Oklahoma football, you're talking Jim Ross. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. But at the same time it was kinda hokey because here you you're used to hearing Jim on, on Raw and then all of a sudden he's calling football too. And it's kinda it kinda made the football feel kinda like a show instead of real. Yeah. Instead of like football. Where like when Tony Schiavone stopped doing wrestling and just started announcing for the Braves He's just announcing for the Braves. It's just his his voice, like a version of his voice that you're not hear that you weren't hearing his over the topness, like when he was on, um, like when he was on WCW or even now on MLW. Um, but you are, you know, you were hearing Tony's voice. You just not not as much. Well, I mean, as a as a baseball announcer, your job is to paint a picture of what's going on for people who can't watch it. Yeah. Or people that are not paying attention necessarily to the television but want to hear what's going on. In wrestling, it's a, it's a much bigger show, so you yeah. would expect him to be more over the top with with everything he's doing and saying and his mannerisms and everything. And with a baseball, with baseball, like I said, you're not, you're not the show. The show is the baseball. <laughs> so you're just there to, to let people know about it. WWE is a different kind of commentating, but... Yeah, Shivani is a great commentator. I've always liked Shivani, so... No, he, dude, his podcast is awesome. <laughs> yeah, his podcast is pretty funny. Shout out to Tony Shivani's podcast there. Yep. Uh, what happened when on the MLW Radio Network, and he also announces for MLW uh, Fusion on BN Sports, and which is cool to hear Tony calling wrestling again. And if you don't have BN Sports... Or can't subscribe to it because it's not available on your cable carrier. It's also on YouTube, um, on BN Sports YouTube page. You can watch MLW for free on there. And they just recently had the Battle Riot, uh, so that's something to go back and watch if you want to see a unique take on the old Royal Rumble Battle Royal system. But yeah, we're uh, God, we're pretty much into the end of our show here. Um, I wanted to give a shout out to uh, Lance Storm for trying to make me sound dumb on the internet. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> I actually, um, I, so I posted a tweet like uh, earlier the week, er, er, earlier this week, and 
Lance Storm uh, replied back to it, basically, because it was I was retweeting something he posted. So it was kind of exciting to see like Madison Rain going to be in the next May Young Classic, and she's like a next TNA girl. And I forgot to say something about. I basically had said that I think she's one of the originators of the women's revolution in a sense. And every time you say something like that, some people want to call you out on being dumb. Everybody, all of Lance's fans came after us, or came after me on Twitter uh, for, for making the statement because I forgot one word. Current. She is one of the originators of the current women's revolution. Because I'm not discounting the fact that there, were wrestle, there weren't women's wrestlers back in the 80s, but back in the 80s, they weren't treated like a big deal. They were treated as a sideshow joke, hence the show Glow. <laughs> Glow was a fucking, you know, it was a culmination of all that. It was basically saying, yeah, women's wrestling is kind of a joke. Even though the show was fun to watch. Even though Lance Storm said, in my opinion, you were wrong for this. Yeah, he basically just called me out for being wrong. And I think it's, and if, if my original wording had been there, had I actually proofread before I hit send. <laughs> um, I, and it's funny, too, because I actually, I made a rebuttal to that, you know, basically stating, oh, yeah, I did forget to say current. Because it's my, because women in wrestling haven't been being pushed as the, almost the same the way the guys are. Until after 2006, which is when TNA started doing that. You know, that's when they started their women's division, the knockouts division. That's when they brought in, like, Gail Cam and Awesome Kong and all these other chicks. That's when they started fucking doing all that shit. And well, they had a, they, they had a women's revolution years before WWE did. Yeah. I mean, the current, w, you know, women's revolution... Currently, yeah, women are having more new and exciting things happening within yeah. the WWE right now. It's it's a good thing for them to get their own pay-per-view. I don't know oh, if it's yeah. going to be something that they're going to do frequently, but there's definitely enough talent to make make that happen. These girls well, are working hard. There's been a lot hard of hard on the pay-per-view because apparently, like, the Molina, the wrestler, yeah. she's been asked if she's going to that. Like her fan base just gone nuts over that story. Are you gonna be in that? Dude, I would love to see her on that. Yeah, and well, there's a lot of talent that they can draw on. She was like very honored that the fan base thinks that of her. They're supposed to be doing a women's tag team tournament on that pay per view, aren't they? I'm not sure. I would love to see a tag team division formed in women's wrestling. I would love to see a women's intercontinental championship. I would love to see some other divisions open up because. Well, the talent is becoming enough now where we're well, getting close yeah. to having enough talent to where we can do it. They need more titles. Just like it's just those two titles and then all it makes it seem is like women... Women are one division. Yeah. When you can have... Yeah, you can have all that action. I mean, like, you got a they lot of ladies out United here States that are really, champion, really talented. You can bring in an intercontinental women's champion. You can bring in the tag team. And a United States Women's Champion on the other show. They could bring in Dakota Kai's old tag team partner and bring back Team Kick. Team Kick. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you could have all sorts of weird women's tag teams on there. Like, um, God, what other, like, oh, they could fucking sign What's-Her-Face. Um, oh, God. Uh, uh, Rosemary. They can sign Rosemary 
But they need to bring and him make back. her Nikki Cross's tag team partner. <laughs> well, they need to bring a lot. Right? They need to bring Emma back. Emma was talented. I don't know why they let her go. They need to bring in that yeah. big paint chick from uh, Impact. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, Rosemary. Mm -hmm. And fucking uh, another one they should bring in. From Lucha Underground, Eva Lisa. Oh, God, Eva Lisa. Yeah, that'd be also something. like Katrina. Oh. Yeah, she's not wrestling though. No, she could be a great manager for somebody. She could be, yeah. Undertaker's wife did pretty good in that. Uh, Michelle McCool. Yeah, Michelle McCool. Yeah. Michelle McCool, yeah. She'd be a good one to bring back. Yeah. Um, I definitely handle like. I definitely don't want to see Alita back in the ring though. After that, la I mean, I yeah, just feel she's like horrible. she's just a little older than. She's just. She did so much. She's still athletic, shit. but her timing is funny. Off. But yeah. she, you know, you got to give her a little bit. She did do a lot more extreme stuff during her career, so her yeah. body's broken down. I remember down watching her fold in half yeah. against uh, Trish. Oh, she did her suicide dive out. She kind of folded herself. Oh yeah, that scorpion. was that was messed oh, up. Oh yeah, that's beautiful. I remember that. And then Jessica like Alba broke her neck through. on the set of that TV show she was on. Oh, uh, was Dark Angel. Yeah, Dark Angel. Yeah, but the girl, the stunt chick didn't take the move right and broke her neck and shit. Mm -hmm. so. There's a lot of talent that they could draw on. I, I'm, I'm interested to see what this next uh, tournament looks like and, and how much talent they actually bring from the tournament into the main rosters and into NXT to see. Uh, there's a lot of ladies in NXT that are kind of on the cusp of working their way up. I know there's some girls coming back. Um, I heard that Tessa Blanchard might be going back. I heard, um, what's it, what's her name, uh, God, she's a, she's the daughter of another famous wrestler from back in the day. I want to say she's like, I don't think she's Larry Sabisco's daughter. <laughs> I can't remember exactly whose daughter it was, but somebody will probably correct me online, but, uh, she was in the last tournament. She, she was a kind of thicker chick, muscular, um, had long brown hair. Oh, um. Road Warriors old manager, Paul Ellering. Paul Ellering's daughter. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's supposed to be coming back. Fucking. What about the big, tall, like German lady that they had in that? Oh uh, god. She had to have some surgery. Yeah, she. Like, WWE was gonna sign her, but then they did a physical, and she had like bad news oh, or something. She, yeah, she yeah. had some serious problems that she wasn't telling anybody about. Ooh. Like. You know, physical problems. I wonder why they signed the big. I wonder why they signed the giant Indian chick. Which, what have they done with her since they got her? <laughs> she hasn't. I haven't seen her have one match. Oh, we got one black chick who whips her hair. She's not too bad. She's oh not yeah, hair. I like her. And I like the I like the woman that does the heel with the fifties uniform. I like her. Oh, you're talking about Lacey Evans. Yeah, Lacey Evans. <laughs> Blonde-haired lady that was an ex-marine and sort of supposed to be the Southern Belle type yeah, character. Yeah, she has that like. Yeah, she looks like the old. Although she, they try to make her heel, and I, I, just, I mean, she can do it, but it doesn't really fit her, her yeah. character. I don't see a Southern Belle being like a heely sort of. Yeah, it's, it's that. It's, it's, it's like one of those characters that. While it works, it's not quite, like, I don't think they can get it over. I don't think that if she went to the main roster, she would be 
the heel. But there's one other really tall blonde chick that they got uh, from the tournament. That's, I guess. Oh, that big tall, like she's another um, yeah. New Zealander. Yeah. She's really young and she's really pretty. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember her. I don't know what happened to her either. She'd be, she'd be one to bring back. Yeah, she made it further than I thought she would. Fuck yeah. Oh, you're talking about the, the skinnier girl. She was sort of taller and, and yeah. really athletic and yeah. had some really interesting style of offense moves. Kind of surprised she went, she got as far as she got, too. Yeah, so, you know, some of these girls, I'm sure they well, have intent like, to but have them come in and do the tournament and kind of get known a little bit and then go and back and well, cause like spend a year uh, getting better. I'm the, surprised we don't got another good you know, Japanese female wrestler signed by Triple H. Yeah. Kind of in that trend. Give it time. He, you know, he has to work with the talent that he has now and kind of show, have a ability to show, look, these ladies came here. This is what happened with their career and, and establish that pipeline a little bit more. And then you'll start seeing a lot more of them coming over, but there definitely is talent out there for Triple H to go after and, and rebuild up the NXT roster like he's had to do multiple times as people come and go. So, mm-hmm. well, Triple H, we uh, trust. Somebody talking about like the NXT wrestlers that go to the main roster don't hit it over good, bring them back to NXT, or even if they aren't doing good and they weren't NXT wrestlers, bring them back to NXT. Get a fan base going there, and then bring them back. Kind of like a second, like it's kind of like a, a major league ball player. Yeah. He might go through a slump. If that slump continues, then they take him down to AAA, down to the minors. Get him built back up, and bring him back up. So, I, I like that idea. Actually, you know, there there might be a couple candidates for that that just yeah. don't get the push you expect them to like, get when uh, they come. Or, what's his face? Who's gonna fight Bobby or Bobby Roode next week? They're finally starting to push well. Oh, CN Holmes. No, um, he was with Woo Woo Woo. Mojo Raleigh. Mojo Raleigh. Oh, God. I almost thought they released him. Shit. (laughs) No, he's starting to get a push now. He's getting a good heel push. Um, um, I like how they're pushing him, but I was just telling him about how, like, somebody was thinking, maybe, like, you know how wrestlers kind of go from NXT and they go back up, uh, they go to the main roster, they kind of yeah. hit a lull. Send them back down to NXT, build them up. Yeah, and then bring them back. You know, alter their character or their gimmick or their, see if something else works. Or... Yeah, because I think, I think that was the thing. They, I think they kind of fast-tracked Mojo the way he was. You know, being like the, the football player gimmick, almost. Yeah. So, like, I'm um, kind of wondering if, uh, yeah, maybe taking him back and maybe doing something a lot different with him, you know, giving him more of a bad boy or a badass kind of kind of guy. Maybe he comes back as, maybe to give him the Ryback gimmick. Oh, not, more kind of shit. But not call him Ryback, you know, just give him the big old, you know, looks like a tough fucking, looks like a tough guy, but kind of a, kind of a bruiser. Kind of like what they're doing with, uh, um, that one guy, um, that current big dude they have on, um, they have on NXT. Oh, large? Yeah, large. Large Sullivan? Yeah. Do something like that with him. Well, I think if they did, like, give Mojo, like, uh, 
give him some like Pete Dunn esque like wrestling, you know, where he's just grappling and mean and rude and pulling your dick yeah. and you know, dislocating stuff and just making him rough and tough <laughs> and and make him a heel. Make him hate it. Because he can go on a thing where he fake injures a couple of players yeah, people, yeah. you know. And you know, they just they don't do that anymore. Well, not as much. Hmm. For people that do need it, they're just like, yeah, man. <laughs> so Triple H has no hair anymore. He's pulled it all out because they don't listen to him. <laughs> like, I can't believe this. Oh, yeah. Rough and eyes, golden man. Mm-hmm. He used to look like Rick. Look at me, he to be. <laughs> yeah. Don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm gonna watch SummerSlam. I don't think it's gonna be as good as NXT. Yeah, I think, I think they, NXT. They, like, they'll have a couple good matches. I'm pretty sure Joe and AJ will be awesome. That'll be a great match. Uh, Joe and AJ is one of the matches I'm definitely looking forward to. Um, but fucking Roman and them, I'm probably gonna, you know, go out and have a cigarette during that match. Yeah. Get back and To be honest with you, Stavro will go outside, he'll smoke a cigarette, he'll come back inside, he'll be pissed off, and whatever happens will happen. And either way, Starbro will be really happy or he'll be really pissed and go right but, back outside and smoke a cigarette. That's what he's going to do. But besides, um, I think besides the the match with uh, Alistair Black and uh, Tommaso Ciampa, I really think the match that might actually... Ricochet and fucking... Yeah, Ricochet and fucking Oh, uh, Adam Cole. Ricochet and Adam Cole is going to be a great match. I'm going to tell you right now that it's, it's, uh, it's more than overdue for a North American title uh Title switch. <laughs> yeah, not a title switch. Change. No, no, not a switch. I'm not looking for a change. I just want to see a match where the North American title is at risk. I think we've had one. Yeah. Oh wow. And and well, it was pretty new belt. It, it is a new belt, but I, I want to see it be defended. I'm so sore from from the universal title just basically just basically being an IES, yeah. yeah just for the last year and three quarters basically what are we we're looking at 500 plus days and when SummerSlam comes around how many times has Brock defended the title Seven. against anybody besides Roman yeah. Braun Braun Strowman and then the match where there was uh, Braun Strowman and Kevin Owens Kevin Owens it was like a it was like a fatal four way or fatal five way or something where if you remember correctly, Braun Strowman completely destroyed fucking Brock Lesnar, put him through t- like two or three tables. He gets carted off, and magically he reappears after 30 more minutes of wrestling. But you know what match I'm actually looking that. forward to on Brooklyn or for NXT Brooklyn? I'm actually looking more forward to um, EC3 versus Velveteen Dream. You know that. Honestly, really? they're going at it. Yeah. That honestly could be the match that steals the show, in my opinion. Every match he's done has been pretty fucking good. That he doesn't that, win, but he steals the show. Yeah, the match the match with him and Aleister Black was fucking great. Him and fucking Ricochet. Oh yeah, another really good one. Oh dude, I watched that the other the, week. I went the, back and watched that fucking six way, <laughs> the six way uh, match for the North American title when it was originally. The only pay per views I really rewatch nowadays are NXT. Mm. Or really old pay-per-views that I remember. It's not like I'm re-watching any. I re-watch them, but that's because I'm cooking and I'm drunk almost every single time we have a pay-per-view. So in order to actually remember what the hell happened, I gotta watch it again. <laughs> and, but 
the women's, I hopefully this women's match is a little bit longer than the last one, even though I love the last one with Mickey Cross. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Oh, I love, I love the smile on her face as she was being choked out by Shayna Baszler. It was, it was beautiful. I love Mickey Cross. I, I cannot wait till they bring her over to SmackDown to be reunited with her Sanity brothers because you know she was on the, the Raw. I did know the announcement, but if you look closely, all the women were there from both shows. Carmella was there. But oh yeah, when Mickey they, Cross has when they, when they, they announced the when they announced the women's pay per view, uh, all women's pay per view, all of the women were there. And I thought that was a good gesture by WWE to have everybody out there on the on the stage for the most part and, and have all the women there, have them step forward, kind of recognize them for the hard work that they have been doing. Let's face it, they they the women's division used to be a joke. We had bronze panty matches. And, 30 second matches and, and now we now we get these great main events sometimes even you know Sasha and, and Charlotte had their really good rivalry that they had yeah. going in Raw where when Sasha Banks finally won the title from her she had her had her uh, pinned underneath the rail and had the had the bank statement on Charlotte it was beautiful beautiful we, we've had uh, uh Hell in a Cell matches, and we've had Elimination Chambers, and, and Last Woman Standing, Last which Woman I think Standing. was the best one of Nikki Cross and Oscar. Oh, Asuka. yeah. That was oh, a yeah. great oh, match. Was oh, yeah. And so, you know, and, and that's, that's not even to mention what the NXT women have been doing. I'm just solely talking, you know, Sasha and Charlotte, they, yeah. they, By themselves, they're not the yeah, only they're... women that have helped with this revolution, but they were definitely key pieces. And Oscar and Charlotte at WrestleMania was pretty good. Yeah. And that match ended exactly how I called it to end, even though nobody believed me. And you can nobody probably go back and check the tape. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's some recordings of me saying before it happened that I picked Charlotte to win that match. And the reason why was only because of her name. Yeah, You're going to end the streak of a lifetime for this, for Asuka, who she said she always, Asuka always said she wanted to lose it to Charlotte too. Yep. So there you go. But she, no, fuck you. You're not right. Fuck off. She, <laughs> Charlotte Flair was the only woman I could see legitimately ending Asuka's streak. <laughs> we all know that with Nia Jackson, Asuka, you know they had their their NXT time. The best kick I've ever seen from Asuka. <laughs> was on Nia Jack's face screaming at her to do it again. Yeah, that was pretty dope. That was sweet. Right in the mush. That's going to be the end of our show tonight. Yep. Uh, tune in every week for a podcast from Rockcorp Radio. We have uh, the Sci Files that um, usually hits early in the week, as well as the Gore Corner. Uh, we also have the uh, Casket Cast, which. You can kind of expect like every week or, or every other week or so. Uh, plus now we're coming back into the swing of things of doing this show. So we'll, we might post these more often, might not. But you'll still get a lot of content from us for free. Um, or you can go to our Patreon page, uh, donate as little as $5 and get all of our interviews and other content. Um, a lot of our archive footage is going to be there. First run episodes, especially our interviews. Uh, ones we've done from Comic-Con. Um, and 
so much more. You can go to our uh, website, enjoy some of our weird articles, reviews, all at RottenCorpseRadio.com, and we will check you all later. This has been Rotten Corpse Radio.